WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur in Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Eleven men from Benton Harbor and Grand Rapids have been charged with drug trafficking and firearms crimes. Five were arrested this morning and five were in custody on prior charges. The U.S. attorney and local police announced the arrest today. Several men face charges related to the possession and transfer of firearm conversion devices known as switches. They transform ordinary semi-automatic pistols into fully automatic machine guns. According to a criminal complaint filed in the case, a switch can be installed with little technical knowledge in about one minute. Once it's installed, it can enable a semi-automatic pistol to fire more than 1,000 rounds per minute with a single trigger pull. Governor Gretchen Whitmer has signed an executive directive preparing state departments and agencies to review aspects of reproductive rights that fall within their jurisdiction. That's after the passage of Proposal 3 in November. Republicans and Democrats and people who never voted before were showing up to tell their stories. These stories show how this is more than words on a page. It's about economic competitiveness, building a Michigan where companies can invest and entrepreneurs can innovate, knowing they and their workers, all of them, have rights. Proposal 3 officially goes into effect on Christmas Eve, December 24th. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has applied for a $996,000 state grant for a linear trail project along M63. Berrien County Community Development Director Dan Fetty tells us the board is seeking a SPARK grant to help pay for the Lakeview Trail on the east side of M63 from Clock Road to Monte Road. That's near the Whirlpool headquarters. The plan is to build a paved bike and walking trail to connect Harbor Shores with the five-and-a-half-mile Whirlpool bike trail that was unveiled this year. The county last month applied for a state TAP grant of $900,000 also for this project. Fetty says no county funds will go into it. Eventually, the Lakeview Trail would feature a tunnel going under M63 to connect more trails that Whirlpool has planned for the west side of M63. Fetty says the county could learn if it's been approved for the SPARK grant in the spring. A potential settlement has been reached over a 2020 lawsuit that changed how Michigan counties can use funds generated from the sale of foreclosed properties. Speaking to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners today, County Corporate Counsel Thaddeus Hackworth said the proposed settlement would require the county to pay back up to 80 percent of excess proceeds captured from foreclosure auctions between 2013 and 2020. This settlement would resolve the claims between 2013 and 2020. Going forward, the statute is now changed. There is a claims process built into the statute. So this issue, this particular issue, will not recur in the future. So this settlement should resolve the mass of pending claims related to excess proceeds from tax foreclosures. There won't be any more of these types of lawsuits, hopefully. This comes out of a lawsuit involving the Wayside Church in Van Buren County. That led to a state court ruling that counties cannot keep foreclosure sale revenues in excess of the taxes owed on the property in question if the property's former owner applies to receive those extra funds. For years, the county used foreclosure auction proceeds for demolitions and maintenance. That was permitted under state law. Hackworth told us today he can't comment any further on the possible settlement because all the parties have to agree to it first. More could be known in January. This settlement would involve counties across the state. Some new high-tech signs have been installed along I-94 in southwest Michigan. 
Michigan Department of Transportation spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us these dynamic signs feature color displays and several sensors to measure conditions that affect the safety of the road. So the atmospheric sensor obviously pays attention to visibility, precipitation, speed sensors will read the speed of traffic moving by. So whether it's moving at or near posted speeds or slower than posted speeds and then pavement sensors. So what's the pavement condition? The dynamic signs will post suggested variable speed limits based on weather and road conditions. Sharipa says a study of the I-94 corridor a few years ago prompted MDOT to seek ways to help out drivers when things are rough. What we discovered was that the stretch of I-94 through Van Buren County sees not only the most severe winter weather of any stretch of I-94, but also saw the highest frequency of crashes during the winter months. Eleven of the signs are being put up between U.S. 131 and I-196. Sharippa says they're the first of their kind in the state with all sorts of sensors and cameras sticking out of them. He says they resemble something created by NASA. Their total cost was $4.9 million. When President Joe Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act this week, Congressman Fred Upton was there. Upton was one of just two Republican representatives from Michigan to vote for the bill to protect same-sex and, sex and interracial marriages. He tells us marriage equality has been the law of the land for some time now. What this does is it tells states that they have to recognize same-sex marriages as well as interracial marriages. Obviously, these have been allowed for decades in many states, but it locks them into place. The legislation to protect same-sex and interracial marriages came about following the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade this year. Remarks from Justice Clarence Thomas created concern the court could do away with other rights. Following the legislation signing this week, Upton said, quote, thousands of Michiganders and millions of Americans should not have to live in fear of their marriages and families being dissolved overnight. He tells us the law will protect things like custody, housing, and pension rights for married couples. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced more than $1.6 million in grants for businesses in Michigan to implement clean energy projects, and among the recipients is Vail Rubber Works in St. Joseph, USDA Rural Development State Director for Michigan Brandon Fewins tells us the company will get $175,000 for a solar energy initiative. Exactly what you have pictured in your head when you're driving by, you see a couple solar rays up. That's exactly what they're doing. A lot of the businesses doing that right now, although it can go to a variety of things. For example, Fewins says one farm in Tuscola County is getting a grant for an energy-efficient grain dryer. He notes the companies getting grants are committed. It's a 25% grant. So the business, they have a lot of their own skin in the game, and I think that's an important thing to point out. It's not the federal government just coming in and writing a blank check for a company. This company is investing a serious amount of money of their own dollars. Fewin says thanks to the grants announced today, rural businesses across Michigan will soon be sporting solar arrays. The USDA announced $285 million in such grants nationwide today, and he notes another $2 billion in such grants are planned. Also receiving grants this week was Mackenzie Highlands LLC in Cassopolis, which has been awarded $20,000 for a solar project. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg Report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhek, where furniture shopping is fun. 
Three members of the Wolverine Watchmen were sentenced today to decades in prison. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. Prosecutors in Michigan said Joseph Morrison, Paul Beller, and Pete Musico wanted to kill police and kidnap the governor. Violent ends, prosecutors called them, that demanded the maximum sentence. The three men were convicted of terrorism offenses and sent to prison for up to 20 years, the longest sentences so far in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The three men were not charged with having a direct role, but were members of a paramilitary group that trained with a leader. A former Texas police officer has been convicted of manslaughter for fatally shooting a black woman through a rear window of her home in 2019. Jurors were also considering a murder charge against Aaron Dean, but instead convicted him of manslaughter in the death of Atatia Jefferson. The verdict comes more than three years after the white Fort Worth officer shot the 28-year-old woman dead while responding to a call about an open front door. A 31-year-old man faces up to 20 years in prison for the manslaughter conviction. He had faced life in prison if convicted of murder. Nearly 60 years after his assassination, the federal government still has not released all the documents related to the John F. Kennedy assassination. President Joe Biden just authorized that more of those documents be made public, but not all of them. ABC's Andy Field explains why. After this latest JFK assassination document publication, the government will have released 70% of everything it has on the investigation into President Kennedy's 1963 murder. But President Biden is still holding some information back, saying releasing it would harm U.S. military, defense, intelligence, law enforcement, and foreign relations. But the president not explaining what information could be so damaging six decades after that murder. A storm system that spawned dozens of reported tornadoes from East Texas to the Florida Panhandle was all but done with the South as of today after killing at least three people and uprooting families across Louisiana where some homes were blown into pieces. Elsewhere, heavy snow and high winds meant more blizzards in the northern Midwest and the De- from the Dakotas through Michigan with ice and snow causing trouble in places from the Appalachians through New England. The storms are expected to hobble the Midwest with wintry weather for days and push up the East Coast into New England. President Joe Biden spoke at the U.S. Africa Leaders Summit today in Washington and announced his plan to work with Congress to invest $55 billion in Africa. ABC's Karen Travers has more. President Biden officially called for the African Union to be invited as a permanent member of the G20, saying it's been a long time in coming, but it's going to come. African voices, African leadership, African innovation. All are critical to addressing the most pressing global challenges and to realizing the vision we all share, a world that is free, a world that is open, prosperous and secure. The president also teased a possible trip to Africa. As I told some of you, you invited me to your countries. I said, be careful what you wish for, because I may show up. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Russia's foreign ministry is warning that if the U.S. delivers sophisticated air defense systems to Ukraine, those systems and any crews that accompany them would be a legitimate target for the Russian military. The blunt threat issued today was quickly rejected by Washington. The exchange of statements reflected soaring Russia-U.S. tensions amid the fighting in Ukraine, which is now in its 10th month. A Russian foreign ministry spokesperson said the U.S. had, quote, effectively, effectively become a party to the war by providing Ukraine with weapons and training its troops. A Pentagon spokesperson responded the U.S. would not allow comments from Russia to dictate what it provides to Ukraine. School districts nationwide are increasingly making the switch to four-day weeks. Recently, schools in Arizona, Texas, and now Missouri are doing it. ABC's Alex Stone explains why. It's an attempt to stop teachers, bus drivers, and other school staff from giving up and leaving, implementing four-day weeks as an incentive. 
Missouri's largest school district is the latest to do it. Independent school superintendent Dr. Dale Hurl just outside of Kansas City. 45% of teachers in Missouri leave the profession within their first three years of coming out of college. Maybe not surprisingly, students seem to like the change, but for many parents, having a Monday or Friday of no school every week is tough if they can't work from home. Alex Stone, EBC News. The Biden administration is once again making some free COVID-19 tests available to all U.S. households as it unveils its contingency plans for potential COVID surges this winter. The White House COVID coordinator says cases are up across 90 percent of the country. Deaths and hospitalizations are also on the rise, with nearly 3,000 reported last week. Dr. Anisha Jha says most of those have been concentrated in people aged 65 and older. As cases begin to rise again, much of the U.S. is also dealing with other respiratory viruses heading into the winter with the flu and RSV. And a major overhaul for Superman's return to the big screen is in development. More from ABC's Matt Wolf. Who are you? A friend. Christopher Reeve there and Margot Kidder from 1978. Superman the movie, now the Man of Steel getting a big screen makeover. Newly minted head of DC Studios, James Gunn, penning the script for a new Superman film. Who says it'll focus on the early days of the character, and as a result... I gotta find a job. Out is fan favorite Henry Cavill, who played Superman in three films. All this part of a larger retooling of DC's film slate, which has seen uneven results both creatively and financially for the company. Matt Wolf, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.